Welcome to the first episode of The Mailroom. So exciting. My name is Stephen Arno, and I am an aspiring entertainment industry professional. And through this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing other aspiring entertainment industry professionals, which is why it's called The Mailroom in the first place. You see, a lot of people in entertainment started a talent agency in The Mailroom, and I couldn't think of a better name for the podcast than the place where it all started. I'd also like to take the time to introduce my brother, Ross, who is producing. Say hi, Ross. Hello, hello. Great. And now that we covered that, it's time for our first guest. In addition to just being a great guy, our guest has had almost too much experience in entertainment. You might have heard of the show's American Horror Story or Mythic Quest. Well, he has worked as a production assistant on both of those shows. And on top of that, he just recently finished working as an assistant to a producer on an upcoming Hulu miniseries starring Seth Rogen. It's called Pam and Tommy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my roommate, Tyler Crystal. Well, thanks for having me, Steve. It was a, it was a, it was a pretty long walk over here from the bedroom down, down the hall, but uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too. Here we go. I hope you prepared that joke. It seemed <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the podcast. So it came to you, I guess, a few days ago. Um, yeah, we it was were, probably last week. Well, yeah. Last week, I think last Monday or so. We were like, "Hey, let's uh, let's make a podcast." Uh, it's something I always wanted uh, when going into the entertainment industry to hear from people that are established but not yet anything big and see what advice they can give to people like us who are trying to enter the industry in full force. Yeah, I think the biggest reason I'm such a huge proponent for this podcast is because like all of your ideas, including Temple Pilots, we'll it is that. extremely um, relevant to my life and it's something I would want to listen to. Um like you were saying before, there are so many podcasts out there of people who have made it before and who are big in the industry now, and they were entering the industry during a completely different time, not during a pandemic. It was 10 years ago. You know how quickly things change. So I think this podcast is such a great idea because we'll get an in-depth look at what the industry looks like now and what people of our age are, are doing and how they've got to where they get. 100% and, and you know Tyler's worked on a lot of shows I have some contacts also in the industry but it's really just you know we bring on people that we know people that we look up to and, and we admire and have really some really cool job titles and, and kind of just see how they got there and, and where they're going to go from there so some people are assistants to celebrities that we know some people are have worked on some really cool shows. Some are connected to some awesome companies, talent agencies, management companies, you name it. So I think people that are still trying to make it just like us, that have a little ground on, under their feet to, to offer to us is something that's going to be just really insightful to us and to everybody listening. Yep. Let's get into it. Let's get into let's it. Let's do it. So let's start. You brought up something earlier. I want to I cover that really quick. Mm -hmm. Temple Pilots. Right. So the Temple Pilots is a TV show that Tyler and I created back in college. It is a kind of an incubator for 
kids that want to be in the entertainment industry. Ross also worked on it too. He did a lot of the sound, but we took student ideas for television shows and made the pilot episodes. The biggest thing about that is when you say made, we developed the ideas along with the students that submit the ideas and then actually brought them to fruition and, and fully made productions and with it with an end product that was broadcasted on our on our university's television station. So it was a really, really cool experience where we gave some some students some really cool opportunities to develop an idea that they had that they never would have thought would turn into something actually like physical and tangible. No, not at all. So. But let's start a little prior. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. How, when, why? Great question. <laughs> so I went to Indiana University my freshman year of college. I went there to study business, just general business administration. And... It was really tough for me. I, I mean, I'm a good student, but with that being said, it was just it was really hard for me to put my full effort into it because I just wasn't passionate about it. So with that, along with a year of kind of not loving what I did and being far from home and it was an expensive school and all that, I came home and decided to transfer. My parents wanted me to stay a little closer, so my options were a little bit limited. But at that point in my life, it was super important to me to pursue something that I was passionate about, something I had a lot of interest in, and something that I thought I would that my skills were, were good with. So entertainment was the first place I looked, and I looked up the best media schools on the East Coast within a, like a five-hour radius of North Jersey, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And uh, Temple University, there, there it was. It was. It was the first school that really I got a great feeling about and heard really good things about their media program and Klein and... I had applied there out of high school, and I got in and just obviously chose a different school, but transferring there, I took a semester at community college, and just, that's when I met you. I met you very shortly after my (laughs) arrival at the temple, and the rest is history. And then it wasn't until the semester afterward that Mm -hmm. we started talking about actually doing some stuff together. Before we even get into that, we go to Los Angeles for our first time. And so, talk about that experience. What's going through your head? And talk about the internships you had and, and kind of how, how did that all happen? <laughs> so there's a really cool program at Temple called Temple Study Away. It's offered in both London and in Los Angeles. And essentially what it is, I consider it a domestic study abroad program. They described it as an academic program with an internship component, right? That sounds about right. I think that was their logline <laughs> or something like that. So they offered... If we came out to LA, they offer housing and classes, including an internship class. And you come out here and each student has to get at least one internship for credit. And then we take an internship course that kind of is a supplementary course where you um, you write some essays about your experience and what you're learning. And there's a class called Entertainment Industry Perspectives where there's some industry professionals that come in that are Temple mm-hmm. alumni that speak to the classes and just... Kind of like this, where they just come in and talk about how they got to where they are. But like I was saying before, like, Mailroom is so great because this is entertainment industry perspectives with somebody a step or two above us, which is a lot more relevant and I think super helpful because there's no handbook on how to break in and it's not a straightforward industry. So um, the StudyWay program was great. I did two internships while I was there. One was at a commercial production company called Conscious Minds. We worked on commercials for companies like Nike, Snapchat, Uber. Um, So I was a production intern there and kind of helped with basic office PA work. And then when we had shoots, I was I was a a set production assistant. Where and that was really cool because that was my first real onset experience at like a professional production. 
Um, I quickly realized that commercial wasn't necessarily what I really loved. But my other uh, internship was at a post-production house called Pace Pictures. Uh, so there I was, I mean, that was, that was kind of a crazy internship. I was kind of just doing runs and helping them, like, reorganize their office. And then, you know... There are, there are sound mixers there and editors there, and, and whenever I would get my opportunity, I would go in and have informational interviews with them and, and see what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. But uh, that was a cool internship to just kind of get more more information and experience in the post-production world, which I also, um, I love editing, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily pursue an editing career. Right. I don't know. There's something to be said about like really experiencing this industry like in a professional setting because you see the people behind the, the doors. You see the people who are behind the editing room and the assistant editors who are up 24 hours <laughs> cutting things together and trimming the fat and making giving the editors what they need to, to make a comp. So um, just all that experience during the Study Away program was incredible. And we had we had a, lunch, a lot of friends there and, and everybody was doing something different. And, you know, the Study Away program was great. I really I, I loved it. So talking about Pace Pictures again, like so you mentioned a post house for people that don't know that say a lot of times people outsource post production to uh, for movies and television shows, commercials to other companies. Post house is what does that. And didn't Pace didn't they do some funny movies like yeah. was it Beverly Hills Chihuahua was it Beverly Hills Chihuahua they did yeah, we did <laughs> Christmas in the Wild with Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe there was a Vanessa Hudgens movie right. so there were some notable things and like uh -huh. the, the the head of the company is like a, a very serious editor and they they got some they got some pretty high high end products but uh, there's so much involved with post production now having the production experience that I have it's so cool to look back on that experience and, and see post-production is a production in and of itself. It is a whole thing. There's music, there's editing, there's sound, there's lighting, there's color grading. There's so much that goes into that stuff that you would just never think. And walking into a post house, I really didn't know what to expect. I was like, what are they just going to be like editing all day? Or are they just going to be like, I had no idea what to expect. So it was a cool experience and helped me. I don't know, like, like my mom always says, like, if you find something that you don't want to do, it's one step closer to finding what you do want to do. So, definitely worth it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You you had a pretty cool experience during the study program. Yes, I did. I yeah. interned at Universal during that time mm -hmm. in their brand marketing department. So another thing, not what I wanted to do. I was a little more like, oh, Universal, like sign me up. But it was in marketing. Didn't realize I wanted to be a little more on the creative side and marketing. Deals with only the movies after they've been made. So you might be watching a movie and be like, this is terrible, but we got to make it look good. And I realized I don't want to be on that side of the... If anybody <laughs> knows Steven Arado, you know he can't get behind a bad movie. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which internship did you like better out of Conscious Minds? And Conscious Minds was definitely yeah. my more favorite one just because I, it, I felt like I had a lot more... Um, opportunity to do things and meet people. I was talking with, I was interfacing with directors and DPs in the cinematography world and on commercials. And they they were actually just came out with their first feature film at that time, which was about I forget the name of it too, um, but it was about kind of the the over infatuation with cellular devices. And it, so they had a feature branch that they were trying to build out while I was there. I do remember. And I went to the premiere for that, and that was really cool. So that was de that definitely gave me a little bit more of a 
they left a better taste in my mouth. And how do you get those internships? Amy Oak. Amy Oak? I say Amy Oak because she helped, she really helped facilitate my, my internship um, search. I applied to probably 30 internships, and mm-hmm. they were all kind of in the same ballpark. You gotta, that's how many you got to apply to. You um, gotta yeah. apply to so I applied to a lot, and I was at it every single day. And Amy didn't know anybody at either of these companies. Mm-hmm. But she knew um, she knew what I was interested in and really would, would kind of give me her opinions on what she thought was best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, it's funny with Conscious Minds, there was a Temple student who had previously interned for them. So once she heard that I was applying to them, she reached out to him. Okay. But she really helped me like find the two best internships, which out of all the ones I applied to, I think they were they were some good choices and, and I learned a lot from them. So it was good. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So so Amy Oak, she was the director of our program at Temple University for the study away thing. And she helped me get my internship yep. also. Uh, yes. I don't know many people who just apply to an internship and happen to stick out on the application and, <laughs> and get it. It is it does not seem that way, at least in Los Angeles. You gotta be the best of the best in order to do it. At the time we had conceived our idea for Temple Pilots, hadn't done it yet, but that was still going on the resume. And, yeah, and even 100%. even with it even with that it's not enough. You, right. know, you need it's a very backwards thing for entertainment industry, I think that the, you need experience in order to get the internship, but even though the internship's supposed to give you the experience yeah. to be <laughs> in the industry, so <laughs> I'm sure you've you've seen that, and I'm sure most people have to. A hundred percent. There's there is this crazy feeling you get when you start working on something that is so new to you, and mm-hmm. you've never been there before. It's uncharted territory. And you just kind of go in and have to throw yourself into the fire and figure it out. And like, I feel like that's what this industry is kind of all about in the beginning. And um, unless your resume is flagged or you know somebody or you really just get super lucky, it's very hard to get those really coveted internships and those those entry-level positions. Yep. But with that being said, it is possible. And I've met some people out here who have definitely been lucky enough to get some really cool jobs 100 i mean you know i'm applying to jobs right now mm-hmm. i'm looking for a new job and it's it's not <laughs> easy i'm getting my resume flagged in all these places and it is not even helping <laughs> sometimes somebody just knows someone a little better than you do and jobs go quick you gotta really apply like in the first day maybe a few days is even a stretch and uh, yeah i mean the, once the ship has sailed the ship has sailed and in less the candidate that accepts the job ends up leaving the job for a better opportunity and you're number two on the deck, on the resume deck, it's virtually impossible. Yeah. It's so, and you, just just for on the record, like you're definitely one of the most qualified people I know. So the fact that you're, you're having a little bit of trouble finding a job, it just speaks a lot to how this industry is in the beginning. It's um, not easy. 100%. Like for me even too, you know, I... Did the first summer in LA, did the universal thing when you were doing Conscious Minds at Page Pictures. Then I come out the next summer, right? Want to be more development. I'm thinking, oh, Universal, Temple Pilots episodes under our belt, Emmy nomination, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. We're, it's game over. And I got nothing. The only things I got was because I knew someone at the company that I ended up getting, which was Atlas Entertainment. They just did the new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> a I, lot of nepotism. <laughs> a lot of nepotism. I do want to say, though, I think 
Temple Pilots was so great because our intentions were so pure. It was a win-win situation where it's both good on, it looks good on your resume and is a talking point in an interview, mm-hmm. but also we're going to be learning and creating and get to flex our creative brains. And like for that reason, any endeavor we do now, including this podcast, is a, a win-win like that because you fall back on just being able to practice and, and kind of get get some creativity out. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like you, at the end of the day, you got to make stuff just like yeah. you're saying this podcast. Yeah. And it's it was just flexing that creativity and the more you make, the more you'll know and exactly. the more you'll be able to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to the internships. Last question about them is what's the biggest thing that you took away that summer? Oh, that's a good question. The biggest thing I took away that summer uh, that I wanted to do television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was working in commercial production and I was working in post-production for feature films mm-hmm. and I, I was just like, I don't. I don't, I'm not passionate about commercials, number one. It's really cool, and I do love the production process and filmmaking as a whole. It, I'm, I'm enamored with the filmmaking process, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot more passionate about television. I watch it a lot more. I'm more interested in it, and simply just because of how much we end up working in this industry, like you should only be following something that you truly love. I think that's really smart. Um, that's a good advice to give to everyone right now, even yeah. just that television. Well, one, follow what you truly love. Yeah. Two, television is where the industry television is going to be. Television is the move. Um, as you can see, if you're following any of the news right now, a lot of the movies are not making nearly as much money as they used to in theaters, and this streaming bubble is not popping anytime soon. So... Television is where the action is right now, and it's where the money is, and it's where everybody's turning their heads to. So if you are interested at all into coming into entertainment, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but like, you know, if you want to be that more creative, I I would definitely recommend doing the movies and stuff, but television is much more sustainable right now. And, And, you know, Tyler can definitely touch on it too when we get there, but... Uh, I mean, the last show he just worked on was basically a 10-hour movie. So, <laughs> it's, it's there's no longer a line between TV and movies. Um, mm-hmm. all, with all these limited series coming out now and with, you know, streaming and, and the, the streaming networks that are just pouring money into new shows, the lines are super blurred and TV is becoming movies and the overlap is just becoming significantly more apparent. Um, so, like you're saying, TV is where it's at right now, and it's it's a really cool time to be in it because of how much it's changing. Mm-hmm. And as Tyler has said, Tyler worked on three TV shows, right? I've, yeah, I've, for for long periods of time, yes. yes. Three, three, like from start to finish, or yeah. two from start to finish, and one, one. halfway through. Yes. Um, and we're gonna get into that. The big names: American Horror Story, Mythic Quest, and Pam and Tommy. So let's. Let's finish up college real quick so we, so, we, so we can move out to the LA. Uh, yeah, so summer 2018, go to Los Angeles. We come back. We, we hit the ground running mm-hmm. with Temple Pilots. We make the TV show. We get nominated for an Emmy. So first semester <laughs> that we're back. Uh-huh. The second we get back, like even in the couple weeks leading up to first semester, like everyone's like, oh, we're so excited to get back to school. So we had the excitement of getting back to school and seeing all our friends again. And the excitement of we're going into production or we're gonna we're gonna make our first episode of pilots. Right. So it's a super exciting time. So we make elevated. 
First semester. First semester. It gets nominated for a Mid-Atlantic Student Emmy Award, which is through the Television Academy. So it's pretty legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super exciting. Yes, it, it was really exciting. I felt, and I, I'm sure you're going to feel the same way, and we're going to get into the next one that Tyler made where he won an Emmy, which is very exciting. But we wrote and directed and edited that episode in... 16 weeks mm-hmm. and we wrote the script we've never written a script before we directed we've never directed anything before we produced never produced anything before and we edited and we and never edited a we casted all before. the actors we solicited ideas we went to lecture halls and asked students for their ideas for tv series mm-hmm. and once once all was said and done we look back on that experience realizing how much it takes to make this stuff mm-hmm. and i think that was a huge learning experience it was that was a I was something I, 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 I was very fortunate to have Temple yeah. give us that opportunity, mm-hmm. and I, I would beg everybody to also take the chance to do that. Don't think you don't know anything, because yeah. we didn't know shit. Yeah, we didn't know <laughs> anything. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's just about kind of figuring it out, yeah. and then now we can come here, and we still don't know anything, but at least we have made some episodes of television from front to back. Yeah. And, and that's something that I don't think a lot of people can say they did. We've had our challenges where we deal with our the heads of the television studio. And, and I, you know, the natural uh, hardships of making a 20-minute episode of television in 16 weeks when you've never done it before. There's <laughs> definitely... That was, that was definitely <laughs> a little difficult. Yes, Yes, but yeah, we, every there's always obstacles around every yeah. corner, and we made it work. So right after uh, elevated, yes, it's I don't know I don't know what month I don't even remember like what the timing of it all was. But you you approached me and you were like, hey, let's go for a walk. I want to I want to run something by you. A walk. And deep down, I kind of knew what this was just because I don't know all of our friends have been talking about going abroad and just studying abroad for the next semester and I knew that was something you'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. So we went on this walk and Steven essentially said, look, like, I love Temple Pilots and I'm super excited. Also, side note, I'm one year older than Steven. So yes. I was a senior and he was a junior. So yes. this was going into my last semester of senior year. Yes. Um, so essentially Steven said, I really want to go study abroad, but I haven't made my mind up yet, and I wanted to talk to you about it in regards to pilots and just in general. Um, what do you think? And, I don't know, knowing him, and he's, like like he said before, one of my best friends, like, I wanted him to do it 100%. Obviously, I was like, oh my god, like, Temple Pilots, like, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm going to have to do this alone. This is going to be crazy. I had my own anxieties about that. Pushing all of that aside, I really wanted him to be able to like go abroad, experience that, come back his senior year, make his episode, and I don't know, it became clear on that walk like that we just have a, a trusting relationship and, and like we can we should be able to do those things. And mm-hmm. and I'm really happy that you went abroad because it turned into such a great experience for me and for you and I made strays in another sixteen week episode and we ended up winning the, the Mid Atlantic Emmy. And Temple Pilots first win, so that yes. was that was incredible. I don't know if any of you guys have ever, any of you listening, have ever made anything, but even the smallest of things. 
There's a lot of logistics that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into it. And so the biggest thing was... not to do it. Definitely do it. Do it. Do it. Do it with an iPhone. Do it with a freaking iPhone. From our experience, do it with an iPhone. Honestly, just do it with an iPhone because that balance between the practicality and the logistics and also trying to keep your creative brain sharp and be able to direct actors, it's a very tough balance. Like you need to you need to kind of compartmentalize and both take up a lot of time. So I think the biggest takeaway I had was like you gotta do one thing, you have to do it really well. And what I did on Strays was I was the showrunner. I had my my hands like we did on Elevated in everything. Um, I definitely wish we could have spent more time developing the script and the idea. I think it definitely would have been a lot cooler. With that being said, though, we pulled off an incredible feat. It was it was 24 minutes in length. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really proud of, of everybody and what they were able to accomplish. Our actors did great, and we were we were acknowledged by the Academy and got a little nod. So, uh, oh, yeah. very stoked that Emmy winner right off of that. Emmy winner right off the bat. So yeah. we uh, we're proud of that one. Uh, yeah, that's great. A lot of experience making stuff. Yeah, that. It's, yeah. It's just it's un. It's it's unmatched experience. Yes, it's there's there's nothing like That's it. There's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's it like doing that. It's amazing. You learn so much just about yourself and about how to make things in the industry. Um, so here's the golden question: two internships in a summer in LA, two episodes of a television show under your belt, and an Emmy win. How much did that help you in landing your first job? It had nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> it had absolutely nothing to do with my first job at all. But with that being said, I think the experience of us writing our first script and making our first production and directing for the first time and editing a long-form video for the first time, coming out here and experiencing that in the professional setting we were kind of on the nose with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to kind of be able to compare and contrast within a two-year span, seeing this is how we did it knowing nothing. Now I know something, and we did it pretty in line with how the professionals are doing it. Oh, so, yeah. It's a lot of people kind of just throwing stuff at a wall and, and figuring it out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. One of my favorite podcasts is the Office Ladies podcast, which mm-hmm. I, I like talking about a lot. Our situation with Temple Pilots seemed very similar to how they... Did the office, they were like, we have a lot of problems with the network, they like us, but they don't, and we're just throwing uh-huh. stuff at, 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 like, we're copying the British stuff, we're making it our own, and we're getting people that not really people have heard of, and something that's never been done before, yeah. but, so we don't know if everyone's gonna love it, and, you know, they learned a lot, just yeah. from being so entrepreneurial and proactive in their own sense, and uh, I'm could say the same for us too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so let's talk about what was that first job? What did you do in starting? And how did you get to end up working on American Horror Story? Okay, so I moved out here uh, September 1st of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I Matt, our other roommate, and I were in an Airbnb um, for the first two weeks because our apartment didn't, um, didn't start, the lease didn't start until like, I don't know, the 15th or 16th of September. Mm-hmm. So we're just crashing in this Airbnb and I don't have any work. Matt had been out here for a few months before that doing an internship with the Television Academy okay. in the live live television space. So he was doing that and he he knows a bunch of people from the film from like the film majors at Temple. 
Um, and he got passed along a gig on American Horror Story, just a day playing set PA gig, which if for those of you who don't know, day playing just means you're brought on for a day just to help out in a general sense as a production assistant. Um, so he was past that job. I'm sitting in the Airbnb, just like kind of, I, I don't know, I was, I was shopping for stuff that I was going to get when we got to the apartment. Like, was not even settled in the slightest. And Matt texts me, hey, uh, my friend Jenny just passed me this set PA gig on AHS. Like, do you want to do you want to do it? And to be completely honest, it didn't register with me right away what that was. So AHS. I'm like thinking <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, AHS, like... First of all, I don't I don't watch the show, so I, I it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. And second of all, I looked it up. I was like AHS, and as soon as the Google like page came up, I was like, oh my god, now I know what it is. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the season was about. I didn't even know they were in production, but I took it. Right. I said, yeah, absolutely, I'm doing it right now. So it was it was crazy. So I I I get called in. Um, my call time was 6 p.m. on like uh, I think it was a Friday night. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm going to be working like overnight or something like that. So it was in Hollywood at the Hollywood Motel. And I show up. I have no idea where to go. I, I literally asked a background actor, like, where do I go on the set PA? Do you have any idea? And they're like, yeah, uh, go to the AD trailer. So I go to the AD trailer AD and trailer, I like... Assistant director, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Assistant director trailer. And, you know, I introduce myself to this guy named Johnny Recker, who's one of my favorite sec- key second ADs in Hollywood. <laughs> and I'm like... Hi, my name is Tyler. I've never PA'd on television before. Um, let me know what to do. I have no idea what's going on. So essentially, he he did such a good job with it and, and kind of just was like, all right, we're going to stick you with Ronnie, who is going to help with background. And I just threw myself into the fire. And I was signing vouchers my first day for background actors and stepped on a set and was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was so blown away. I, it, there were camera cranes and we shut down part of Hollywood Boulevard, and it was at night. And like, there are all there's like the director and all these actors and Emma Roberts, and I was I was kind of going crazy. I was like internally, I was like, this is like one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life. So with that being said, I guess I did a good enough job and stayed in touch with the ads. Uh, they kept asking me to come back for a day playing here and there. So by the end of the season, I was working probably three four times a week on the show, um, working. Anywhere from 12 to 18 hours per day, getting no sleep, working overnights, working in the canyons and coming back with dirt in my nose and just like being completely dirty. But it was a very gritty experience. But that is how I got my first PA gig. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a crazy just like knew a friend of a friend of a person that worked on Horror Story. and Hollywood. There it is. Yeah. So you didn't, So a lot of people, too, when they come out in the entertainment industry, they want to do the agency route. I think that's a, that's a big thing yeah. that people do. They get what they call desk experience. Uh, that You know, you go into the agency, you get into the mail room. Uh, <laughs> mail room. And then... Uh, from there, you get on a desk, you do some desk experience for like a few years, and then you transition to wherever you want to be. Yeah. Uh, that's how a lot of people enter the entertainment industry, because the mailroom, you don't really need that much experience in it. They call it the grad school of entertainment, but you did it differently. Mm-hmm. You decided to PA. Did you know that coming in? Yeah. So I came out to LA without a job. Um, the only security I had was the apartment and the roommate. Mm-hmm. Um and I came out knowing I wanted to start PA. Um, 
I had been discouraged actually by a few people. There were there were some people from college and some family friends who were telling me that they knew people who were out here and really, really, really struggled their first couple of years to to get on on big network shows and, and really break in in. So I feel super lucky to have gotten that opportunity less than two weeks after being in in Los Angeles to start working on on large network productions. Um, but yes, to answer your question, I did want to start out PAing and get experience on a real production because number one, I, I do love the filmmaking process and I love being on set. And number two, I knew it was a great way to network and meet a ton of different people. And that has absolutely been true to this point. Right. And that and that's the tough part about the pandemic now for anyone who's trying to come out. Ross definitely experienced it too. And I I'm experiencing it now. Hundred percent. I am not meeting people <laughs> as much as I should be. Yeah. Um and Tyler, I don't know if you touched on it, but it's meeting people on American Horror Story, which has gotten you every other job we since. Can, we can uh, we can get into that. <laughs> yeah. We can get into so. that. <laughs> so um I don't know. I would say like a month into me set PAing, I I knew everybody on the show at that point, and I had been working pretty consistently. And there were there were this group of three guys. Um, they weren't on set all the time, but they always wore these flannel shirts. And I kind of knew they were producers, but I didn't really know exactly what they did. But the PAs also had a joke. They called them the flannels because they kind of like always matched. And anyway. I don't know. I'm a pretty social person, wouldn't you say? I I was oh, yeah. I was also I was also interested in just kind of learning about what they did because they weren't on set all the time, but they were talking to the directors, they were talking to the producers, they were with the EPs, and I was like, all right, like let me see what these people do. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, I meet Chip Vuslich, who is a line producer. He worked in the Ryan Murphy world for years and years and years. Has worked on some of his critically acclaimed television shows, such as American Horror Story's first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. He worked on Betty and Joan, the Feud uh, limited series. He worked on American Crime Story, People vs. OJ, and the assassination of Gianni Versace. He's worked on tons of feature films. Um, so I meet him on set and just kind of start talking to him, and we we get a rapport going and. Uh, a few weeks after really like talking him for the first time, I really started like asking about what his job was and kind of just like showing interest in, in the line producing world. And fast forward a month later, the show wraps. I have no idea what I'm going to do next, but I made enough contacts that I knew I was going to be able to PA and, and day play here and there. Mm-hmm. So I go to Fox to get my last check and say goodbye to everybody and whatnot. And I go up to the production office just to say goodbye to everybody. And I go into Chip's office. I'm like, oh my goodness, like this has been the most incredible experience of my life. I know I've told you this before, but just to remind you, like this was my first show. I've never really worked. I mean, I've been here for three months and this has been like wildly incredible. And I asked him, hey, would you be interested in getting lunch like anytime soon? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, we're actually, like, I have a show coming up. It's called Mythic Quest. It's an Apple show. It's with the guy Rob McElhenney. I was like, McElhenney? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we're producing that uh, in a few months. Like, maybe maybe there's a spot for you. And I was like, oh, my God, incredible. So I get lunch with him, I don't know, a few weeks later and just keep in, in touch. And as soon as he, like, onboards on, on Mythic Quest, I got a job as an office PA working under him at Mythic Quest. And, you know, just like you were saying before, it, it really just took that one connection with him 
like nobody introduced me to him. I just kind of talked to him on my own. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And so when you're talking to Chip, is it anything of him asking about your experience or anything like that? Or was it just you expressing interest in him and being a good guy and, and doing your best that just stood out to him? Yeah, it's the yeah. second one. He never asked, did you make anything in college? Show it to me. Like, it was never anything like that. <laughs> it was, <laughs> he saw that I was interested. He knew that I was a hard worker because he saw me working as a PA. And it's a, it's a hard job, especially on those big network productions. You are asked to do so much, right? And you're always going to be blamed for stuff, even when it's not your fault. That's what the job of a PA is. And you're just kind of pledging your, you're pledging your way on through the industry. So he, he took interest in me because he saw that I was interested in what he did and knew that I was, you know, like a hard worker. And that's kind of how it all led to the next thing. Um, so (laughs) Mythic Quest was insane. Um, I started that show the following January. Um, so I, in between American Horror Story and Mythic Quest, I stayed in touch with some of the ADs, the assistant directors on, on American Horror Story. And I would day play on some shows and some, some other Ryan Murphy shows. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know. 911. I day played a couple days on this Joaquin Phoenix movie, which is really cool because Joker just came out. So he was working with director Mike Mills on this really cool feature. And that's going to come out soon, right? It's A24. Yeah. It's an A24 it? production mm-hmm. that's coming out, I think. I think it's out. It's out. Maybe, maybe come out. Soon. And you talked to Joaquin Phoenix. Didn't yeah, you? I did. Right after Joker, and that was that was just another one of those like like how am I here? I've been in LA for like four months, mm-hmm. and he, he's the hottest actor in Hollywood right now. How is this happening? Yep, that's very cool. So I don't know. There's a, I I will say there's at least one thing per day that like. I'm sure once you're like really working in the professional space, right. there's one thing. There's one thing per day that you can. I'm sure Ross can relate to this too. That you really like latch onto that really makes everything worth it. Mm-hmm. Because PAing is really hard. Like I don't know for me, like the 18 hour days were really tough. But it was an 18 hour day where I got to talk to the first AD about his experience with James Cameron giving him a crazy assignment on the movie Titanic. So it's like those kinds of things that you really latch onto and it and it helps like it helps keep your energy and your mojo up and, and all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. It's Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. <laughs> um, I was an office PA for that mm-hmm. and we started shooting um, and about a week and a half into shooting this thing called COVID-19 decides mm. to enter America. <laughs> Shuts so down production. Shuts down production. Hollywood is at a complete standstill. Like, everybody was shut down. Nothing was being made. We had no idea what was going on. And when did this happen? March? March 13th of 2020. 2020. So, um, a lot of the people that worked on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia worked on the show Mythic Quest because it's a Rob McElhenney production and they're all a family and... When Sonny's not shooting, those people need jobs, so Rob gives them this opportunity as well. So, um, Rob takes really, really good care of the people that he works, that work for him. Um, And I I really got to see at the ground level how involved he is in making the things that that he creates. So, he goes and pays the crew for two weeks and says, hey guys, we got you covered. We can't work right now, but for two weeks, like, on me, you're good. Um, we'll come back and just be safe and stay home. Um, order dinner, whatever you got to do. Just stay home and be safe. We were all under the mindset, this is going to be two weeks and we'll be back. Like, it's not going to be anything crazy. 
Turns out, five months, production was shut down as a whole. One really cool thing that they did was they made this um, pandemic episode where it was a completely remotely made episode on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And since it was an Apple TV uh, show, they gave all the cast members iPhones. And we made an episode on Zoom. So that was really cool. I had very little to do with it. Just made a couple runs and dropped some iPhones off and, and whatnot. But... Uh, it was a really cool experience, and it was one of the only things made during. That's what I kind of consider like the OG pandemic when it was really serious. Everybody was quarantined; nobody knew what was going on. So they made that episode, and then we came back and, and started shooting again in August. And then um, I obviously stayed in touch with Chip and was working with him every single day. And towards the end of that, I was friends with his assistant, and his assistant was really interested in being a production coordinator. But being a line producer's assistant, you don't really get experience in the coordinating route. Mm -hmm. So he was back and forth. Chip had gotten a job offer to work on this limited series for Hulu called Pam and Tommy, which at the time he had told me, yeah, it's, uh, it's Seth Rogen uh, playing a carpenter who steals a sex tape of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. And I'm like, first of all, that is the coolest freaking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Second of all, like, how can I work on this? Like, I don't really want to office PA again because it's not my thing. Right. I would go back to set pa if I had to, but the job I want is I want to be your assistant. Chip knew that. His assistant, Paul, knew that, who's a good friend of mine. And Paul eventually decided that he, he wanted to be a coordinator and, and, and kind of went off in that direction. And mm -hmm. that opened up the spot to be Chip's assistant. And... The rest is history. I became history. Chip's assistant on Pam and Tommy. And for the past... Seven months, I have been working on Hulu's limited, upcoming limited series, Pam and Tommy. And just ended. And we just finished production. Yes. And very exciting. Yeah, it's all very exciting. And Pam and Tommy was definitely the biggest learning experience I have ever had. Um, from start to finish, the show was extremely difficult. Like we were saying before, it was essentially an eight-hour movie. There was there are so many moving parts, and I really got to learn what a line producer does. Let, let me ask you a question, Stephen. Yeah, yes. From what you know about line producers, what what do you think their job is? I see their job like a puzzle. You know, seeing a scene and being like, all right, let's see how we make it. We need to have six different sets. We need to have one in a sound stage, one in an exterior these many camera setups. That's how I see a line mm -hmm. producer's job. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Oh, so I got yeah. it right. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, the job of a line producer is to help break down the script and, and physically produce the show. Yes. So they hire everybody below the line, um, along with the studio. The studio kind of chooses the DP sometimes, and they choose the directors, and they choose like a lot of the cast. But the job of a line producer, he's a line producer production manager. So he is in charge of Everything below the line, everything that happens on set on a daily basis, coordinating with the ADs, how they schedule out the whole show, looking at the scripts and seeing if we have to crossboard some of the episodes based on locations and based on scenes and sets and this and that. So like you said, it's a puzzle. But we were given all eight scripts up front. We had them. They had been in development and they were finished five years previously. They tried to make it plenty of times. But Sue Nagel, who is the chief creative officer at Annapurna, she had worked with Chip, her and Allie Krug, who's also a creative exec, they worked with Chip on a pilot called Mixtape um, a couple years ago. It didn't end up going to series, but um, they called him to do this show, and 
we came in and essentially just took eight scripts and figured out, okay, how are we going to shoot it? When are we going to shoot each episode? Like, what's going to be involved? Do we need this? Do we need that? And just kind of, you know, facilitating the entire production process. Um, Very cool. Very, very cool. Very hands-on. Very hands-on. Chip had a very, very interesting role on this show because... um, there was no, there wasn't really like a production executive, mm-hmm. so to say. So they relied heavily on him to kind of translate everything that was going on to the creatives at Annapurna and, and all that. Right. So it was a really cool experience because I, essentially up front, I just told Chip, hey, I'm really, I'm very interested in what you do and I want to be involved with everything that you're doing. Like I want to be in every meeting I can be. I want to be on every phone call. I just, I want to know. Chip is such a good guy and... He really believes in me, and from the start, I was on every single Zoom, you know, with the showrunners, with the creative execs, with the directors, with, you know, and just kind of had a front row seat to the entire process. Chip says this is the hardest show he's ever done, and he's been in the industry, I don't want to say it, but like 35 years, maybe more. It's the hardest one he's ever done. 40 years, hardest show he's ever worked on. Do you think that contributes a lot just to the new space of Uh how things are working? Yeah. It was that, and it was, off the bat, it was just a very ambitious shooting schedule. Mm-hmm. We had to shoot each episode in nine days, which Chip thought it should be way more than that um, from the start, but obviously, you know, it costs money to make, so we can't just have um, an unlimited amount of resources. Right. So, there were a lot of challenges with that, but like I was saying, I had a front row seat to it all, and I had a say in, in helping to creatively come up with ways to condense scenes and move locations to um, be consistent with each other so we could save money. And we ended up like chunking a lot of money out of these scripts and making it happen and, and providing a product that everybody was still really happy with. And by what space, I do want to clarify, I, yes, COVID, one of them, but what I was more talking about, which is what I think you were talking about too, is making these epic TV show series for these streaming services because they just need as much content as they can, right? Yeah, yeah, they want it. And so this is on Hulu, and I think we touched on that, right? Yeah, so it'll be released on Hulu in February. Mm -hmm. It's eight episodes long. It's incredible. You guys are gonna love it. It's super entertaining. It's very up. It's like high high energy, and it's funny, but it's serious. Um, It's not a comedy. It's I would call it a drama with comedic elements i don't want to call it a dramedy just because <laughs> it's it's a serious tone it's it's a it's a sympathy story for pam anderson and i think it's, she... it's a serious story about sex which makes it a comedy in itself yeah exactly <laughs> it's yeah and it's very clever uh the writer and creator rob siegel he worked for the onion for 20 years or something like that he's done the founder and he did turbo and so he he's got a lot of experience he's a great guy he he wrote a really really great script and and Honestly, the coolest part of the whole process was reading all those scripts and loving every part about them and then getting to be on set to watch them like actually come to life. And that's that's still a part of the process that I really love and, and, and hold on to. So it was a really cool experience. Yeah, and I think I think what's great, especially about everything that you've been saying, is how much you love what you're doing in the moment. And I think what people can get tripped up with a lot out here is always thinking about how is this going to help me do what I actually want to do. Yeah. And I think it's very careful to get in that mindset and be in this depressed state for a long time. 
because at the end of the day, like you should be doing what you want to do. You know, here we are doing this podcast. Here you are doing working on these amazing shows and meeting great people and seeing great things get made. Mm. And uh, I think a lot of people should take something from that and aspire to do a little more of that and less of yeah. slaving themselves away with the hopes of possibly one day being able to do what they want to do. Yeah, and and. A lot of the things that we would say on this show is that when you run across somebody who's really grumpy or who's in a really terrible mood on set or like, no, you don't have to be there mm-hmm. unless you want to be like, you don't get into this industry just to like passively work. I think if you are, if that is your plan and you just kind of want to dip your toes, maybe if you want to see if it's right for you, that's a good idea. But you can't passively work in this industry. You're not, you're not going to really get anywhere. And the only reason of that is because there are people who are working like crazy all the time and that just immediately puts them ahead. And you just have to, you have to be one of those really ambitious people and if you want something, you got to chase it. Yes, you do. Yeah. You really do. So, uh, kind of being a little hypocritical here, what I just said, but now that you're done Pam and Tommy, what's next? Uh, that's a great question. Steve. Yeah. So I was initially anticipating being done like, I don't know, late August on mm-hmm. the show. And so I booked a flight home back to New Jersey to see my family and go to a concert with them and whatnot. So I am, I'm looking now and, and getting, I'm going to start getting drinks with people, uh, you know, in the industry who I've met. And drinks are important. Drinks are very important. Stephen yes. is king drinks. Um, <laughs> and I'll just start, you know, I'll put some feelers out and start looking for more on the development side. Cause I think I've done my two years in production and, and I'm, I love it for what it is, and, but I'd rather rather work with the director or work with the writer right now because uh, that's the part of the process that I really have enjoyed while making my own stuff. Yes, that creative development. Exactly. Uh, so, yes, it's a hard part to get into. Oh, yeah. Probably the hardest. Yep. Uh, I think so. Entertainment. Scripted development is what everybody wants to do, so it's just hard to get that foot in the door. But, so, the best, you know best you can do is yeah. meet people and yeah. learn and you've been doing it which is, yeah. which is great and you know like it, it also when you're out here and you're with all your friends and I know you're developing a bunch of ideas with, with Andrew and mm-hmm. by yourself and, and all that that's also super important to do while you're also working because all of those passion projects you start developing your process and your creative process and you're, you're, you know you're working your creative brain and you're getting that you know experience in there so it's, it's very important to do that stuff while also working meeting people having a having your your feet in the water kind of kind of thing yes and as tyler's saying too like the important part of working on things is not to eventually end up with a finished product like yes that's that's also amazing a lot of people will say you need that but at the end of the day you know do it for you if you yeah. that's what you love if that's what you if you like writing you like producing just make stuff for yourself and mm-hmm. you will eventually learn a lot from it. It might not eventually contribute to this final product that you're working on, but it'll contribute to something else that you're Definitely. working on in the future. So Definitely. it's important to keep yourself busy with that type of thing. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to get back into that stuff. I haven't had time in the past seven months. Right. It's a busy, it's a busy life. I, yeah. I don't know if you're, we're talking about it, but 12, 14 hour days. Yeah, it was, it was mostly like 14 hour days. Mm-hmm. You know, I would show up like 30 minutes early, probably leave about 15, 30 minutes after and we'd have a lunch 
for an hour. So. And, w- and when did this start? January? We I started working on the show in January, but we were in prep until April. Right. And we shot from April until two weeks ago, first yes. week in August. So it was really last week April through August. April, the... April through July. Mm-hmm. April through July was yeah. the tough. Yeah, that is a tough life being it was... doing filming. But it's important to yeah. see. Yeah, I really, I'd lost touch with pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> I would wake up, I would go to work, I would be absolutely tired as hell when I got home. I would go to sleep, wake up, do it again. And by the time you get to the weekend, you just want to sleep in. And then you have about 12 <laughs> hours cumulative to do what you want to do. And then you're back the next week. And when, now having have done it, would you do it again? I would do it again if I were working on my own thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I if I if I had to work for a showrunner or a director like that, hundred percent. But they're also not like I mean, a showrunner is an exception, but like a director goes in for a few weeks at a time. So is this is this an experience that you regret, or are you still not at all? Definitely love. Not that? at all. That's great. But now I know what line producing is about. Definitely not for me. I have That's great I've, to know. I have so much respect for the position. It is so thankless, but. None of the stuff that you watch would be possible without it. Uh, the line producer and UPM is also the person that comes up like right at the end of the show. Like the first name in the credits, it's usually like produced by or line producer. So just for you guys out there to know that. That's great. You're, you're not you're not thinking about too much. You got a lot of experience under your belt. But let's talk about, I guess maybe your style yourself. So you've mentioned television. You've worked on various. Uh, different genres of television from comedic dramas to workplace comedies to horror, I, teen horror. This <laughs> is like a good drama. A, a teen uh, drama. Yeah, it's like a drama. <laughs> it, indie movies. So where does your heart lie in all of this? What are you watching now that, that you like? And it's, yeah. a, it's a good question. I really, I really do love hour-long dramas mm-hmm. um, with that being said I think there's there's a space now where we can start making more um, satirical dramedies mm-hmm. and I really I really love like what what people are doing nowadays and I think Mythic Quest is actually kind of on to something good the second season was awesome by the way you guys should check it out it's out now I haven't really watched a lot of stuff recently but I'm I really it's been am, tough you've been yeah, working yeah. yeah I just watched the first episode of White Lotus it was alright okay. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit yeah. it was okay it's um, tough right now but I think I don't know anytime you and I are watching something and I mean especially you and the guys downstairs like mm-hmm. we're pretty critical of things and I mean I know we're the most critical of our own stuff mm-hmm. but we try to watch objectively and not be crazy biased but right. also it's really fun to kind of watch stuff now and critique it and realize what we like about it and what we don't like about it and the why behind all of that because there are shows that are super professional and they have all these A-list actors and then I watch it and I'm like, I don't love this. And the why I don't love this is the fun part. It's just kind of digging into what makes a good story and what makes something entertaining. Right? I mean, I think a lot of people in this industry will say it, but... Critiquing something is one thing. Uh, saying why you like it or why it's not or why you do is it's definitely one thing. But the next level is diagnosing it. Yeah. And if you're able to understand that problem, 
then offer a better solution, that's a great thing to do with any movie. Definitely. Um, you know, read your screenplays, read your mm-hmm. teleplays. You can find them all online, and it's just great to to analyze story if that's something you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure anyone in this industry can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, all this is some great stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was we, a good first episode. Yeah, we kind of yeah. hashed it out. We we went all through your process of of how you got in the entertainment and how you ended up being a assistant to the line producer slash creative producer slash pro- executive producer uh, slash um, unit production uh, manager uh, <laughs> unit production manager on Pan and Tommy you've met your fair share of people and you've seen a lot of processes a lot of how to's how not to's yeah. and you're at a perfect time two years out of college with yeah. the pandemic and you have all this experience under your belt it's very very admirable and very cool thank you Mm -hmm. thank you um anything else you want to say any last minute advice anything that has kept you going yeah it's been tough um it gets tough at times it's not like like i guess from like looking at it from from your guys like my friend's perspective like Mm -hmm. we're all doing well but also at the same time like it's so easy to look at your friends and be like they're doing this and it's such a great thing and i feel like i'm at such a disadvantage you just can't compare yourself to other people like that. It's very and true. the best thing you can do is like use your friends to your advantage and be there for each other. And I think we've done a great job of doing that, especially during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Come out here with a friend. Like doing LA alone is really hard. And I'm right now I'm in a position kind of like I was when I first moved out here, you know? I'm I'm making a lane change and that's gonna be tough, but with the connections I have and, you know, the skill sets that I have, I think it's I think it's definitely uh an exciting time and there's a lot that can come from this so. 100% I think uh, something great you just said there comparing yourself to other people do not get caught up in that Mm-mm. everybody moves at their own pace and actually one thing that we didn't touch on that mm-hmm. that just reminded me of is the whole idea of networking and I guess the idea behind this podcast is to really have guests on that are in a similar boat who are like 100%. kind of a few years into the industry and when we talk networking I think the biggest thing I've learned, and, and even even the people up top will tell you this, lateral networking is more, is I will say, it's a bold statement, it's more important than like vertical networking. Chip is a great guy. He's going to help me out. He's going to introduce me to people, and I'm sure there's been so much that he's taught me. With that being said, the networking I've done on these shows with other PAs, with other assistants, with other people who are in similar shoes to us, that's really where the majority of jobs will come from right. and the majority of like connections. And it's really important to just, you know, go out and be social and, and meet people and tell people what you're interested in. And you never know what can come from that. So it's, it's all, it's all fun. And yeah. if you don't have fun, then think about that. Definitely think about it. it. You know, and just to touch on what you're saying, to give a little why behind it. Um, the reason that these younger people our age, you know, 20, early yeah. 20s, late 20s have know about the jobs is because they're the ones in it. They're the ones who are leaving the jobs and filling them. They're the ones who know about these jobs that we can get. It's really getting out here and meeting the people that are also your age that are already doing it that are really going to get you where you need to be. And the last thing I do want to say too, which is something you were t- kind of touching on, is just to be vulnerable. Be 
that guy who's looking for the job. Like, that's okay. You don't always have to sell yourself as I've done this TV show, I won this Emmy. Like, it's okay to be like, I'm moving to LA, I'm going to be a producer, and right now I just need help finding a job. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people will then go, great, like, you're on my radar, and anything that I see coming is is going to go right to you. 100%. Uh-huh. Yep. So it's, it's important to express if you're a striving entertainment industry professional like ourselves, express that this is something you want to do. Don't be on the fence about it. Be confident and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that'll get you pretty far. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> um, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say um, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight is yeah. a great movie. You're our big Christopher Nolan I'm a Nolan big Christopher Nolan fan. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could honestly say Dark Knight or Inception. Yeah, those are great movies. Yeah. I have an Inception poster up there yeah. on in the room. <laughs> Whiplash is my favorite Whiplash movie. is your favorite movie. Yes, I like Whiplash. Yeah. That was probably my catalyst as to Damien Chazelle. Put me, yep. put me out here. Yeah. Um, or at least set me on the track of wanting to do it. Yeah. Yeah, everybody has their own. And it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a cool thing when you finally realize it. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have. Or uh, if you haven't, watch more movies. Watch more movies. <laughs> yeah. <television> shows. <laughs> Ross, what's your favorite movie? I think my favorite movie is Magnolia. Magnolia? Magnolia, really. Ross and I watched that over quarantine. Really? About a little, probably a little more than a year ago. I've never seen Magnolia. Yeah, Magnolia is a, a cool movie. It's a three-hour ensemble. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it's a is a wild ride, and you just watch Boogie Nights too. Mm-hmm. So Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Very similar feel to cool. it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's wrap this up. Um, this is the mailroom. Thank you for Tyler Crystal uh, for coming on today. Um, you know, he's had some great experience and I hope you guys can take that as what you will, um, strive to be like him, strive to take what he's learned <laughs> and maybe do some different things that, yeah. however you want to do it. Be yourself and, you know, do what you want to do. Exactly. Just work hard. Um, well, thank you again, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Of course. Again, I'm Stephen Arano, just another striving entertainment industry professional. And thank you to Ross Arno, my brother, for producing it. Uh, we are The Mailroom, a podcast tailored to entertainment industry professionals like ourselves who want to be in the entertainment industry and need some people or advice. Guidance. Or some yeah. guidance in order to get there. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.